Dub Poetry Podcast. What you're about to hear is a group of poems created and read by students. These are from the most recent Poetry Slam, which was held on February 9th, 2016. This slam will be broken up into several different podcasts that will be released over the next few weeks. We hope that you'll join us and listen in. And if you would like to simply write and record your own poems that were not in the slam, please come by and record with us at Poetry Club Tuesdays after school in room 271. The first poet you're going to hear is one of our open mic poets. This is Kyla Gillen. This is called Dad. I wake up 9 a.m., age 9, with nothing but the weather on my mind. She wakes up 9 a.m. at age 9 with snow flurries whirring past her window. I run to my mother, eyes wide, full of excitement. She runs to her parents' room, unsure of the reaction. It's snowing, I whisper to my mother half awake. It's snowing, she yells to her parents. Big mistake. The snow keeps falling, the flakes keep swirling, while two families play, but they're not quite the same. Cold feet across the floor, pitter-patter, I hear the echoes. I hear the words I've said since I was three, and no, I'm not lying. The ratio of mom to dad is nowhere near one-to-one, but to me, I always like to think of them as equal. I lay in bed at 9 p.m., staring out my window. Thoughts of a 13-year-old roll. She lays in bed at 9 p.m., an iPhone acting as her source. Her 13-year-old hormones soar. I spoke to her as if she was nothing. I stepped over the line like a touchdown was the prize. I played a game with her feelings as if she had no heart, but she does. It's 11 p.m., an 18-year-old writing. Essays that don't make sense till the morning and she's mourning, not realizing that her 18 years have passed and the only thing she hasn't gained is a dad. It's 11 p.m., an 18-year-old crying over a promise that's been thrown away by her father. It's not possible. How will she live again? To find the answer, she turns to a friend. It's 12 p.m., two 18-year-olds talking, conversing over problems no one should be facing, yet they are. The soft feeling of a hug, a hearty pat on the back, and I love you from a man that you can never get back. It's not easy to live day to day with the anger and the pain of feeling that you'd think feels the same as heartbreak, yet it's less, not more, it's less, it's more than a heartbreak. It's like being born with half a heart. I cannot turn back time, nor can I stop it yet. If I could, I wouldn't. I cannot relive the moment I told my father I'd be going to college despite his warnings. I would never go back to the moment my father sat me down as I cried about how I thought I could handle the idea of an adult relationship when he knew that I couldn't, and I couldn't. I could never go back to the days where my mother would scream and cry about him and then lie as if I didn't hear it all. Two 18-year-olds, late into the night. Nobody checks the time. Look forward into the future, use days and nights and face time, use words and expressions, no more goodbyes, use all of your time. Make memories last, make never-ending laughs, and make sure to take pictures because sometimes memory is an ass. One 18-year-old says to another, it's 2 a.m. and I really love this conversation, but I know it's getting late, so I'll leave this for quotation. I love him, he loves me, and there's no one telling you the perfect guidelines to a perfect family. 
The next poet you're going to hear is Lewis Nord. It's called Hands. These are not hands. They are tools. Millions of years ago, we were given tools. And everybody's great, 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 a hundred thousand greats grandfather was given these tools. And every human ever has had these very same tools, creating amazing things, human things. These are not hands. They are tools. Tools used to create, express, emphasize, invent, show emotion, communicate. Used to write, not literally, not to grab a pen and scribble out words. Used for creating ideas, creating things that other people can feel. Moving thoughts from heart to brain to paper, pad, notebook, scroll, whatever is available. Because tools always are. And even without writing, there is speech and movement and expression. And the forward movement of ideas from one person to another, being pushed forward, creating words no language has. These are not hands. They are tools. And even without a common language, even if two people are from across the world, even if one speaks Cherokee and the other Chinese, even if one is old and poor and the other young and rich, even if there is no common ground between two human beings, even if the only similarity is these tools, both can create and move. These are not hands. They are tools. And millions of years ago, we were given tools. And millions of seconds ago, you were given tools. Tools to move ideas and move mountains and move people and move ink onto paper and move yourself and move materials and move every single thing and human being that exists on this planet. So use these tools because everyone is waiting to see what you will create. Thank you. And now we have one of the poems from the winner of this most recent Poetry Slam, Lana Wagner. I'm going to read you guys. Uh, is a little bit dark, I'm not going to lie, but I promise that my, lighter po that my poems are going to be lighter after this one. Uh, this is based off an experience I had last year as I was doing college visits. And uh, I'm sorry if, like, you know, I skeeve anybody out. Not my intention. Um, so this is a poem called Puppets. When I was in Bellingham last year, I saw the strings for the first time. My mom stopped her black Lexus with the peppered grill in front of an angry stoplight, and on a whim, I looked out to the street corner to the left of our car. On the corner stood a small gathering, holding signs the size of torsos, showing bloody babies in a tin tub. In the crowd, as the light flashed green, I saw children. Not the dead ones on the posters, underneath the accusing letters, abortion kills, but smiling, living ones, clutching the edges of the dreadful displays, black strings around their pale wrists and necks, binding them to their guardians. How 
dare they? No, I should rephrase that. How dare we? For in that moment, I noticed the strings on other children. The strings that tied shouting parents to crying kids unaware of their frights and needs. The strings that choked mommy and daddy's little girl between their strides as they pulled her this way and that. The strings that bound curious wandering hands back together despite their struggling and going purple. The strings that tugged and hung and bound them all, turning their pure white black and blue. The horror in me mounted as we drove home to the sound as I saw more of the strings. The strings that moved Punch to toss his and Judy's baby down the stairs, screeching, that's the way to do it. The strings that caused Pinocchio to commit crime and murder because he wasn't a real boy in his father's eyes. The strings that tethered price tags around Muppet toes, rusty numbers still fresh. The strings that made the little ones dance framed by the velvet red streaming from their temples. Back in Kirkland again, I almost wanted to cry as I saw more of the strings. The strings that capture our children in a cocoon of bigotry, turning them into misshapen, hungry moths. The strings that adults wore around their wrists, some cut, others dragging them down well-trod roads. The strings that could be shed but left deep, searing scars on our limbs. The strings that pulled our countries to war and awakened the ghosts of the past. The strings that pulled me out of the car as my mom walked up the porch. The next poem you're going to hear is one by Miss Clara Andrews. Ah. Aladdin. I wish I lived in a world where people saw rain and smiled. Where someone had courage to step out and hold hands with someone who never has. I wish I lived in a world where we did not hunger for useless paper or shining solids. I wish girls were more than trophies and boys weren't complete boys. Or where swooshes, reflective circles, and countless triangles with lines through their middles did not define a person. I wish I lived in a world where tears tasted of sugar, not salt. And sometimes I fantasize a place where sorry wasn't so hard, where people weren't cruel, where humanity was equal, where life did not resemble confusion, where God did not cease to exist, where I could be calm and I could see a lighted tunnel. Oh, how I wish I could live. Some place where I didn't have to scream why all the time. Where I could sip my future from a crystal glass. Breathe in and exhale satisfaction. I wish I could stare at the moon and stars all night and somehow be engulfed in their indigo void. Forgetting the world I left in my wake. But I have no potions, no spells, no magic lamps. Wishes are fantasies, so they say. Dreams that dance in my head like ghosts are a tease. So I suppose I must live within what lies right in front of me, concrete and solid, and maybe, just maybe, my wishful thinking will become nothing but tangible. Thank you.
from Asher DeForest. This is called Worry. I worry about him, about her, about me, about us who will be. I just worry about everybody knowing I'm okay. How is he? Is he fine? If he's not, keep in mind, I can rewind the story and find a few of the pieces that make up our diseases. Everything that he says makes me worry more for him. Behind the curtain, fascination, can't look away, can't change the station. In a room, my rumination fills the space. We're out of place. I worry most of all about you. Forget her, forget him, it's a blur. We get cooler with each adventure, cooler from the place where the X marks the spot. Are we warm, are we hot? Well, I guess not. We're missing a lot of the many pieces that make up our diseases. Everything that he says makes me worry more for him. Behind the curtain, fascination, can't look away, can't change the station. In a room, my rumination fills the space. We're out of place. I wonder in the end if we'll know who we were. Will we be more mature? What will grow, worry, and or wonder? Isn't it a laugh, pretty face, who you are? We all thought you'd go far. You'd erase scars, but you are no star. You're a human being who's capable of seeing. Isn't it so freeing to stop worrying for once? Behind all curtains, fascination. We'll soon find our destination. Here's more room for rumination. Here's our space. We found our place. Our pieces fit. We're full of. We're who we are, and we love it. We're sad and sick and strong and scary, monstrous, mad, morbid, and merry. I think we'll be legendary. Yes, I know we'll be legendary. I believe we are legendary. From outer space, someone will see your face and say, they're not so bad, that human race. Until that day, don't count your days, don't worry. going to close out this first podcast with a poem by Kelly Van Dyne. Okay, so this poem's actually dedicated to my mom. Um, she's sitting over there. Surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's called Sleepless Nights. Mom, this is for all the sleepless nights that you lay awake with thoughts of me, wondering if you have done your job right or if you messed up along the way. But I'm here to tell you that there is no right way to lead me into adulthood. There is no set of rules to follow, and there is no handbook to guide you through the years that you've left behind and those that are to come. You did not create the flaws that I carry with me, but you have made them easier to bear. And I'm sorry that there were so many days that I was ungrateful for your loyalty, days where it seemed that your constant presence over my shoulder meant nothing to me. And I want you to know that I don't want you to cry for me, because believe me, there are going to be days when the words of this poem will not be reflected in my actions. And there will be days when you begin to wonder where it could have been on this long, winding path that you made a wrong turn. And to that I say nowhere. Because every time I stumbled, you caught me. And every time I felt the ground give away beneath me, you pulled me back to my feet. And believe me when I say that having to leave the comfort of your arms may be the hardest mountain that I will ever have to overcome. And I'm sorry for the nights in which I made it seem like the dawn could never come. And I'm sorry that sometimes I let the gloom of my mind fog up the halls of our home and turn these quiet winter nights into sleazes hours of tired eyes and tired minds. 
even when the remnants of our lives piled around us in senseless heaps begin to collect dust and crumble apart, I will still remain your little girl. And even though I don't still have the same joyful smile or the big green eyes filled with endless wonder, that the love you give will never cease to amaze me. And I hope you know the sleepless nights and the endless days in which your worries of me pour down like endless sheets of rain have not gone to waste. Because now I know that love is something that cannot be spoon-fed to you. It is something that must be taught. Thank you. And that will do it for our first LDub Poetry Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have another one coming to you shortly. Please make sure to subscribe. And please make sure, if you would like to join the Poetry Club, come uh, to Room 271, Tuesdays after school. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.